Hey there, entrepreneur, raise your hand. I'm talking to you, raise your hand, even if you're driving, just one of them. If you have ever avoided looking at your finances, um, mine's raised. You can't see me, but it's definitely raised. So if that sounds like something that you experienced, or you're just having trouble kind of wrapping your head around why it is so important to dig into your numbers, go back and check out the last episode because the incredible Michelle Jacobic was my guest and she's a profitability strategist and you don't want to miss that episode. But for right now, I'm jumping in with the amazing Liza Lomax. Let's go. Ever found yourself teetering on the edge of throwing in the towel? You know, asking yourself questions like, is this supposed to be this hard? Or is it even possible to succeed at this entrepreneur thing? I completely get it because I built my successful businesses while juggling major health issues for my children and myself, debt piling up to my eyeballs and so much more. Want to know how the hell I succeeded and how you can too? Tune in to find out. Here we go. Hello, entrepreneurs. I am so excited to have Liza Lomax on the show today. I would say that, you know, at some point in all of our journeys, we have potentially had body image issues. And as entrepreneurs, we all know that, you know, being healthy and staying healthy is a business strategy to get us to be able to run this marathon of entrepreneurship. So a little bit more about Liza before we jump in is she helps women who have yo-yoed with their weight. I'm raising my hand. I know you can't see me, but that's me. Um, who have tried every diet fad and they're still not happy with the reflection they see in the mirror. She helps them heal their relationship with food and their bodies. She also helps them eliminate their negative self-talk head trash so that they can feel better and more confident. And guys, who wouldn't want to feel all those things, especially in, the, in your entrepreneurial journey? So you know what, Liza, thank you for, for hanging out with me and coming to talk to us today. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited because yes. I know that we could we could probably talk all day. <laughs> probably, probably, yes. We have talked a lot, so I already. <laughs> no, and I just I just love your energy and stuff like that. So I'm really I'm really excited to to jump in. I mean, so tell people, tell our folks at home, you know, about your journey because I think it's extremely interesting from a weight loss perspective, from an entrepreneurial perspective. So you know, just jump right in and tell us tell us all about you. Oh goodness, all about me. So um, why I, yeah, what I, I'm a body image coach. So what is body image? Body image uh, really goes much deeper than just the exterior. Um, it really is going, going in and healing that interior first, you know, so that you have that confidence, you know, whether you are an entrepreneur, as entrepreneurs, we're in the business of selling ourselves. We're putting ourselves out there. We're, we're, you know, putting ourselves out to the world saying, Hey, buy from me or, Hey, come work with me. And if you're not confident and comfortable in your own skin, how are you going to sell yourself to that person? How are you going to project yourself out to that world? You know, so that people will resonate with you and come, come work with you or come buy your products. So you have to be really confident in your own skin and your own comfort and be comfortable. 
And that's a huge thing that I had to learn myself as being an entrepreneur. So my story kind of begins way back when, when I was a child. Um, I have, um, you know, I'm the oldest of four. Um, I, my mother suffers from mental illness and my stepfather was not here, was not there. He worked all the time. Um, I do have a father. My dad is from another country and I didn't get to see him again until I was 10. So in the household that I grew up in, I became the pseudo parent. I was the oldest of four. I took care of my siblings. I put myself right away on the back burner and took care of everybody else around me. So I became that people pleaser. I became that doormat, that caregiver, that, you know, giving everything else to everybody else but myself. So not learning lesson number one, how to love myself how to take care of myself. So I struggled um, a lot growing up because, you know, in my mind and in my environment, I was told I had to look a certain way and dress a certain way and act a certain way and be a certain way. And when we learn as kids, you know, we're given all these rules as kids, you know, we're told we have to be seen and not heard and we can't show our emotions and we can't be this and we can't be that. And we got to be like this and girls have to wear pink and boys have to wear blue. And it's, there's all these rules set on us. And so what happens is we, we internalize those, we create these limiting beliefs, we create these habits and these stories, and it goes around and around and around. And we try to fix them as we get older and older and older. And then we become adults where we are completely messed up in our heads. Yeah, you think? We are messed up <laughs> because we're constantly comparing ourselves to every single other person. We're constantly looking around our, outside of us for validation for things. We're constantly looking like, I have to look like this. I have to dress like this. I can't have gray hair. I can't age. I can't show I'm aging. I can't do this. I, ha I have to lose weight. I have to be a certain size. You know, we have all these, we set all these restrictions on ourselves. So this is what happened in my world is I did, I did just that. And when I was younger, I suffered from two EDs. I had anorexia and I had overeating, binge eating. And I literally went from one end of the spectrum to the other. I starved myself. And then I learned that, oh, to manage my emotions with food. Yeah. And I ate and ate and ate and ate and ate and ate. And by the time I was 26, I weighed 300 pounds. Yeah. And here I'm 26, 300 pounds. I have a two-year-old. And the doctors tell me I'm going to die if I don't lose weight. I was, I was borderline diabetic. I, was, uh, um, I had high cholesterol. I was depressed, severely depressed, had a lot of anxieties. And I'm like, well, I want to live to see my son grow older. So I'll lose the weight for him. Again, putting myself on the back burner and putting myself in a box and saying, okay, I will lose the weight for him because I want to live to see him grow older. So 13 months went by, I lost 105 pounds. However, I did not change my mindset. And so I continued to yo-yo over and over and over. Because again, if once, when we go into something, especially a diet, if we're not changing our mindset prior to going into that diet, we are going to yo-yo over and over and over again. We're going to go back to those same eating habits, go back to those same, you know, those, those unhealthy um, emotional outlets we're going to go back to all those things. And that's what happened. So then another span of five years goes by where I'm addicted to diet pills. I'm a heavy drinker. I did things in my body. Nobody should ever do to themselves. By that time I was turning to laxatives. So I would eat and eat and eat and take laxatives. Mm 
-hmm. And I would eat and eat and eat, take laxatives. I put myself in situations where nobody should put themselves into. I was in one toxic relationship after another, after another, after another, and not just intimate. It was just all the relationships around me were toxic. And so whether you believe in God, higher source, higher power, I really believe that God was just telling me that I needed a change and something had to give, like you need to make a change. Mm -hmm. So I really took that step back and like really looked at myself and said, okay, what do I need to do? You know, how do I need to, do I need to take care of myself? Do I need to learn how to love myself? Well, we know the answer to that is yes. It's like, we have to take care of ourselves. We have to make ourselves priority number one, but we're learned, we we're taught at a very young age that to, to, to take care of ourselves, to love ourselves is selfish. Yes. It's yes, not selfish. True. It's self-preservation. We have to do that first. We have to put the oxygen mask on ourselves first in life. And so that sent me on that journey of finding myself, finding my authenticity, finding who I was, finding who I, I probably always was. And I just put her in a box or I just put her on the back burner and I took care of everybody else. You know, I valued my, I valued my worth on what other people thought of me. So if they treated me like garbage, I thought I was garbage every single time. So it sent me on this transformation. I went out and I was like, okay, well, how do I learn how to love myself? How do we do this? Um, you know, I never had any direction, no, nothing in my life. And so I went out and I studied everybody. I studied everything, every self-help book, every guru, everybody out there, anything that I could get my hands on that showed me that how to value myself, how to love myself, how to be my authentic self, how to be me, be true to myself. And in the process, I developed my program, which derives from my own personal experiences, went out and got certifications in a multitude of different things, because I knew that I needed tools in my tool belt to be able to help other women. Because at that point, I was like, my mission in this world is to help other women learn to love themselves and how to love their bodies and to heal that body image. Because I suffered from that for so many years and I didn't want other women to suffer more years upon more years upon more years, you know, or be 60, 70, 80, and still worrying about what they look like in the mirror. I didn't want that to happen anymore. So I wanted, I knew that I had to help other women. So that's where I'm at right now is, is helping other women gain that confidence, gain that, you know, body love, you know, loving themselves wholeheartedly, 100%, you know, so that they can stand in front of the mirror naked and completely accept what they see. And yeah. not nitpick at every single little thing. Exactly. And I mean, that just translates into your daily life. It's just, yes. it's amazing. And I just, I love, I love hearing you tell your story from beginning to, to current state because, you know, you could have gone the other way. You could have mm -hmm. just kept eating your emotions. You could have made a different choice. And I think I'm hoping that somebody out there hears it and says, oh, well, if she can do it, I can do it. Right. Because I, I know as a plus size chick that like you get to doctors, they tell you these things, but nobody really kind of tells you, like you said, the underlying thing that's causing it. It's mm -hmm. not as easy as get on a diet, eat no. better, you know, exercise, like thank you food pyramid. But like mm -hmm. that, we all would have done that a while ago if it wasn't something underneath it, driving it. And that's something, you know, you and I have talked about this before is something, you know, you take on when you're a kid and that replays in your head till you, you know, some, like you said, some people until the day they die. Yep. Um, and business or life wise, that's, that makes a big impact. What's what tape is playing in your head, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, that tape played in my head over and over and over again. And, you know, I finally got to the point where when I, when I saw myself in the mirror, um, I didn't even believe it was me because before I suffer from body dysmorphia. So I literally saw a monster in the mirror. You know, I did not like what I saw. I've punched mirrors before because I did not like what I saw, see. And I do a talk called making the mirror your friend, which is very powerful. And it just, you know, I talk about how to make the mirror your friend, because as women, we, we go to the mirror every morning or all the time. And we're like, oh my gosh, I've got wrinkles. I got to start getting Botox or oh, I've got gray hair. I got to start dyeing my hair. We nitpick at every single little thing. My nose is too big. My lips are too small. My ears are too big. My forehead's too large. You know I mean? All these things. Yeah. Or then we get down. We're like, oh my gosh, I hate my chest. I hate my stomach. I hate my thighs. I hate my, you know, it's all about like, we can't we have that negative self-talk, that head trash that goes around and around and yeah. around. And it's on autopilot. It is. It is. It's completely on autopilot unless you make a decision to disrupt it because, you know, I'm, I'm one of those people who, you know, I'm, I'm constantly trying to catch myself and rewrite my scripts, right? Like that's what I do for a living too with clients. Like it's in my head, but I even find myself, you know, I will be five, six, seven, you know, shitty comments to myself through. And then before I stop myself and I'm like, oh, wait, like I've already said all this damaging stuff to myself and I didn't even realize it because it was so ingrained. Yep. Yep. It is is ingrained because what what happens is when our conscious mind says something to ourselves over and over again, like I'm ugly, fat, stupid, and disgusting. You've said those things over and over yourself over and over for, for forever. What happens is your subconscious believes it to be true. Everything that we say to ourselves, your subconscious believes it to be true. So the next time you go out and you get a compliment or your husband or your partner or your kids or your people around you say, oh, you look great today or oh, look at that dress. I, I, I love it. You know, you look really great today. And you're like, oh, no, no, this thing, it's old. It's wrinkly. I can't stand it. I'm too small, too big, too small, too this. You know, it's faded. I just, I've had it for so many years. I just can't stand. They can't accept a compliment because right. our subconscious reminds us when that person first compliments us, our subconscious says, no, no, no. Remember, we told ourselves we're ugly, fat, stupid, and disgusting. So we cannot accept that compliment. Right. right. So the power of the mind is like those words that go around and around in your head are deeply, deeply ingrained. And it is true. It is fact. You know, if yeah. your, your partner or your spouse or whoever says, I, honey, I know you're beautiful. You are beautiful to me. You know, I don't care what you look like. You're beautiful to me. We're going to be like, no, I'm not beautiful. Mm-hmm. I don't like myself. I, we're not going to believe those things because it's so deeply ingrained in us. Our subconscious mm-hmm. reminds us on a daily basis. And I think, you know, a lot of the times people look for those external forces, right? Like I remember when I first got married, you know, my husband is amazing. And he was like the first person who was like, no, 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 like you're, 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 good the way that you are, but that only takes you so far, right? Because at some point you're going to sabotage yourself. Your, that unconditional love almost becomes bad for you because they'll love you no matter what, right? right. So, but the no matter what you leaves you by yourself to do the work. Like right. you have to want to do it for yourself. Yes. Um, so, yes. I mean, with, with people right now in COVID, I mean, entrepreneurs in general, I mean, any of the people really, this could apply to, but I know some of the clients I've talked to, I was just speaking to one this morning, you know, are, are leaning on these, these tools because some of their coping mechanisms have been stripped, whether they're in pure isolation, whether they're just overwhelmed, whatever it is. So what are you seeing 
from folks in terms of, from a health perspective, those coping mechanisms and stuff in COVID? Oh, goodness. I mean, number one thing is overeating, binge eating. So I'm seeing people like they're going to the grocery store and they're thinking, oh my gosh, I'm going to be stuck indoors for X amount of months. I got to get everything. I have to have all the junk food and I have to have this because we have those mindsets already prior to going into that, that, hey, it doesn't matter. I'm going to be stuck indoors. Mm -hmm. Nobody's going to see me. Nobody cares. I don't really care. So I'm just going to sit there and I'm just going to eat and eat and eat my feelings. So eating their feelings, eating their, you know, eating, 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 binge eating, um, turning to alcohol. I remember when we first went into um, uh, uh, shelter in place here that we were driving around. We had stopped at some place and we were driving around and I saw more people align out the door for the liquor store than the grocery store. Yeah. And I remember people buying, going to the grocery store and buying all, because I tell people when you're shopping, because I do nutrition as well, when you start your nutrition, shop the outside perimeters of the grocery store. Don't go in the middle, because what's in the middle? All the crap. All the crap. All All the carbonated stuff. Yes. All the carbonated stuff, all the processed foods, all the refined sugars, all the artificial flavors, all everything, all that stuff. So boxed, canned, anything that has multiple ingredients in it doesn't need to be going in your body. You know, an apple is an apple is an apple, you know? Exactly. You know what it is for the most part. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, I saw people just, just hoarding things and hoarding because they, they had this idea that, oh my gosh, we're going to be trapped indoors for so long. And it, it's a, it was a grieving period, you know, it's like a grieving period. So it was, that was an unhealthy. Um, and then the alcohol and then, and then binge watching TV. And what happens when we start binge watching TV? Ooh, we got to have the popcorn. We got to have the Twizzlers. We got to have the snacks. We got to have the, it's like sitting in the movie theater. So we're going to sit and watch the movie, you know, like we're in a movie, we get the popcorn and we get the Twizzlers and we get the, the, um, the raisinets and all those things, but then we get the chips and we get the pot, you know, all that stuff. And so then we just sit there and we sit at the front of the TV and we just eat and eat and eat and eat and eat our feelings. Yeah. We think we we think that we're feeling feeling this void, you know, feeling this these emotions, you know, making a self, self self feel better, but we're really not. We're doing a, a, just a horrible mess to our insides, to our bodies. We're lowering our, our immune system, which right now should, you should need be that your higher. T- yeah, the yes. more crap you put yes. in, the more likely you are. Like, yes, yes. Sick. So I think so that. Yeah. It's not rational what people are right. doing with that. Yeah. There's all these things that we are, we are doing to our bodies that we don't realize, you know, the stress and the worry and the grief and the anger and the sadness and all those things, those also lower our immune system as well. Mm-hmm. So um, there's, I'm just seeing so many people and now it's like, now they're joking about, Oh, the COVID 15 oh the COVID 20, you know, it's like, what do I, Oh my gosh, I just sat and ate my feelings. What do I do now? You know, and they don't know what to do. They don't know where to turn to. And it's been such a short amount of time. And it's like, can you imagine like, if this goes on any further, you know, how much more of a mess I would, I would hope this is a pretty, this is a pretty big hope is that people would figure out that, you know, there's another coping mechanism, but the fear on the opposite side of that is that they've created the habits, like you said, and, and the associations, you know, it's like, Every time you go to work or you were driving on your way to work, you need to stop at Starbucks and get the thing, right? Every time now, every time you put on Netflix to binge it, you have to have the foods with it, right? So now there's a partnered association with the eating and all that stuff. 
that is an instant gratification, you know, number for yeah. lack of a better term. Um, you know, but I, I've also seen on the flip side, people actually going into nature, which is yes. <laughs> so silly, but like, I don't think I've hiked this much since like I was a kid, you know, but that's the opposite. Yeah. You know, way to view it is finding healthy coping mechanisms versus, you know, I love, I love how you brought up the joking about it. Right. Especially when it comes to alcohol and booze and stuff like that, because nothing's recession proof, like, like a liquor store. Um, you know, and I think people do joke about it, myself included sometimes, but it's another numbing agent Mm -hmm. for folks. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it, people are realizing it, but we've, we've had these habits so deeply ingrained in us. It wasn't like these habits just started now during COVID. These right. habits were already there. They were just maybe dormant or we didn't exactly. use them a lot. And then they resurfaced when this, when a, you know, catastrophe kind yeah. of thing happens and then they yeah. r- rise up and they're like, okay, oh yeah, we have these habits. Oh, we're going to start utilizing these things. But then other people are waking up and they're like, hey, oh my gosh, yeah, I've got the COVID-15 or the COVID-20. Now I got to do something about it. What do I got to do? Well, we can't go to a gym because I don't want to wear a mask the entire time. So I'm going to go out in nature. And I've seen more and more people outside and outdoors. And I remember as a kid, that was the best thing during the summertime is like you would get on your bike, you would ride and you would be gone until sunset or even after that, you know, you, your parents would be like, get outside, go, go out in nature, go, you know, go get out of here, get lost kind of thing. You know, we call that the eighties summer. We brought back the eighties summer is what we call (laughs) that. Yes. Yes. Get out, play in the dirt. We'll see you when the sun comes down. Like not an unsafe, like you're going to get kidnapped kind of way, but just in the like, you know, just, free to explore. I mean, mm-hmm. but when you're talking about like the emotions and stuff, I mean, you must have experienced this is because I, I have too, and trying to lose weight and different things like that is if once you remove something that has been a standard coping mechanism for X amount of years, now, would you recommend replacing it? Like, cause you can't just leave the void, right? Like what did you do to kind of um, replace the things that you took out the unhealthy? replacing them with, with, with healthy things. And, um, you know, that's part, uh, in my coaching program too, is, is finding those healthy emotional outlets to go to that we've had all these unhealthy ones for so long Mm -hmm. and going, you know, finally, you know, going to these other ones, you know, that will help us. And, you know, one of the big things that I do is, is journaling and telling people to write things down, write your emotions down, write what's going on, going on, you know, what, right. How you're feeling, what's, what you're experiencing, that kind of thing. That's a healthy, you know, emotional outlet is to write things down, music, art, um, nature, you know, exercise, you exercise to, and I just made this post on my, on my page this morning on my Facebook page that exercise because you love your body, not because you hate your body. Exactly. You know, work out to love your body, not don't to hate it. Up. Don't, don't, yes. you know, put it in hell. Right. And working out doesn't mean that you have to like break a sweat and like burn a thousand calories or anything like that. It's like getting up and just like going for a walk. You don't have to even go for very long or go when you're going to the store, park your car farther out in the parking lot. Yeah. You know, there's so many different things. Take the stairs instead of the escalator. If, if people are, you know, going out out in malls and things. I don't know. Is that a thing? Um, but I just, I love what you're saying about like, it doesn't have to be what you see on TV or what you right. see this like grind boot, boot camp type 
working out. I mean, I, for myself, I think within the last like six or seven months was the first time I was able to like experience exercise for, for exactly what you just said versus like every boot camp I've joined and failed at or every gym membership and classes I've taken and hurt myself. Like yep. now, like I think when you, when you allow yourself to just kind of do what feels good for your body mm-hmm. and do it because it does feel good and not because you're trying to accomplish some crazy feat, you know, mm-hmm. it really, it can do a lot for your mental state too. Yes. Yes, most definitely. I mean, and you, if you love to do those kind of workouts, do them. I'm like, right, I'm, exactly. I love to kickbox. I love kickboxing. I, I do a lot of heavy duty stuff. You know, I'm like, that's, that's me. I'm a runner. I run a lot. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you want to do those things, then do them. Cause for me running is, you know, you said mental health, you know, running is very good for my mental health and mm-hmm. working out for me, I use, you know, as, as that healthy, you know, healthy emotional outlet because of mental health, because I do have mental, you know, mental disease in my family. I refuse to accept, you know, to, you know, to like, um, you know, to what's the word, um, you know, take it in myself because I, you know, I'm, I've healed myself. I will say I've, I've healed myself from that. And, um, However, it's still good for me to get out there, get out of my head, get out of that space, get into something else, you know, be thinking about something else. And when I'm running, it's like, I, I have like got all these ideas and these creative yeah, thoughts and things that when just I go come and walk. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Oh, wait, I'm actually, things are quiet enough mm-hmm. that I can actually think. Yes. You know, and I'm not hating myself an hour after doing it either, because I yeah. think that's the pattern, right? That's the, yep. the, the cycle folks will get into is like, I eat because I hate myself. No, I hate myself because I, so I eat, you know, and around and around and all that stuff. Um, and when you're stuck in a house, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's what you got to do, I guess. It's a lot of, I always say like my, my dad used to say to me, like being in your head is one of the scariest places you can be. Yes. You know, depending on what it is, what's going on, but, you know, or it can be a place, you know, you've done the work like you have, which I think is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, so for those of the people who are kind of sitting at home and they've gotten into that routine, like you said, the COVID 15, the COVID 20, 30, whatever it is. And now they're kind of like, oh shit, you know, (laughs) what's the first kind of, what's the first step or first thing you would say to them? you know, a lot of people have to hit rock bottom before they make change happen. A lot of things have to be very pivotal, very like dire, like right now, like I have to change this, whether it's health reasons or your business is suffering or your relationship is suffering, or you want to start dating again and you don't want to bring this baggage into this other relationship. You know, you don't want to bring this, this, you know, the, these issues and these struggles that you have going into the relationship. So, so for, first of all, you know, yeah, you have to hit that rock bottom, but acknowledging it, acknowledging like, okay, yep, I screwed up. It's all right. I'm going to go move forward and I'm going to, you know, continue on a more positive path. So just acknowledging that, you know, and then finding the ways that, you know, that, that, that work for you. Um, you know, it's like, there's a thousand coaches out there that do so many different things. And there's a lot of coaches that do very similar things that I do. And, you know, but we all have our own little niche. We all have our own little, like, you know, our own little take and spin on things, our own little nuggets that we give out. Mm -hmm. And um, so finding a coach that you resonate with, finding a coach that will help you get through these. Cause 
you've probably been doing these things your whole entire life. You've been yo-yo dieting over and over and over again, and you can't figure out why nothing is working because you're not trying the right, you're not, you don't have the right tools, avenues, the right tools. Yeah. yeah you don't have yeah. those tools in your tool belt. So, you know, find a coach, work with a coach, you know, that person will get, you know, and if that coach doesn't work, work out for you, then find another coach, you know, go yeah. with whoever you resonate with. You know, I mean, like I said, a thousand coaches, so many coaches out there that do very similar things. Find you know, one. some people have products, some people have, you know, uh, MLM, you know, stuff, you know, as an MLM based, uh, health and wellness. Um, you know, I use basic tools. I don't have any powder shakes, pills, nothing. I don't have a product. I use the things in life. Yeah. I use the things in life. Yeah, I use my knowledge and know-how. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's own, I think, but to your point, like you can't, you can't do it by yourself. Like the no, definition of insanity, no. doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results, but you have the same toolbox. Mm-hmm. Like you could do like you did and go and learn. But again, you, you sought that out. You sought out the books, you sought out the knowledge. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think some people just think that they can do it and ignore their blind spots, but they're blind for a reason. Yep. Right. I mean, that's, that's the number one reason when people ask me like, why do you hire a coach? I said, because you can't see your own blind spots. Yep. Hence the exactly. blind. Like, that is what a health coach could do for you or something like that. And I mean, especially to your earlier point, like with business, I mean, I remember myself before I really kind of, before it kind of clicked in my head, going up to do talks in front of, you know, hundreds of people and I'm sucking wind, like you can't do it or not being able to fully be present during a launch of a product or, you know, to see my business and my idea come to fruition because, you know, I'm too freaking tired. Mm-hmm. But frankly, so, I mean, what you're saying really does, it goes across the board, entrepreneur, not entrepreneur, all of the things, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, what, what's one last kind of, you know, thing that you liked, you want people to know, right? Because I think there's so much and we could really dive into this for hours, <laughs> but one thing that you really think is key that maybe you haven't said yet that you think people really need to hear right now. That... I mean, there's so many things I could say, Um, you know, first of all, you're not a failure. You know, we all have setbacks. We all have pitfalls. We all have, this is what life is. You know, we are spiritual beings in these human bodies, having these human experiences. So don't beat yourself up about it. If you've gained the COVID-15 or the COVID-20 or whatnot, or you've, you've gone to those unhealthy emotional outlets, you know, and now you realize that, oh, I need to make this change that it's, you know, make the change, make it happen. And don't sit in that failure and don't sit resonate in that, that, that grief anymore. You know, like you are worthy. You are good enough. You know, you are worth it. You know, you are priceless. You are amazing. You were put on this earth for a reason, you know, so love yourself, love your body love what God gave you, what you, what you got put into. Cause these, these are organic bodies. These are organic. They're gonna, they're, we're not going to have them for forever. Exactly. You know, exactly. They have an expiration date on them. Mm-hmm. So learn to love it and respect it, cherish it, take care of it so that you can be in it longer right. and heal those wounds and heal those, you know, those, those limiting beliefs and those behaviors and those habits and, and work through that negative self-talk and that head trash, because it's just, all it's doing is it's beating you further and further and further into the ground. Yeah. And I mean, as in far, in terms of kind of, you know, our female listeners, it's keeping you small. It's keeping you small. Yes. Small. 
And, and we need to be big right now. Yeah. As women, we Amen. need to be big. We need to be big. Yeah. We need to be heard. We need to be seen. We need to put ourselves out there. We need to get out of our damn way, get out of our comfort <laughs> right. zones and show the world yeah. how powerful and wonderful and amazing we are. Yeah. And I that's think, you know, that's, that's just one more limiting belief, ladies listening, is that, you know, women should be, you know, seen, not heard, or it's not polite, or it's not any of that thing. Number one, fuck that. Number two, yes. <laughs> like we owe that to the world. Like you were given a gift, mm-hmm. you know, and regardless of what you look like, you were given a gift and you are here to bring it and you can yes. only bring it for so long if you're not taking care of yourself. So yeah. I like it. Thank you. You're very welcome. Thank <laughs> I you. People, I hope people go back and they like rewind that little piece that you were just saying, like, you know, telling women what they truly are, because that's almost like mantra that somebody could just it is. And I'm to. all about mantras. I'm all about, you know, affirmations and saying those things daily over and over again. Yeah. I still say them myself daily over and over again. Yeah. I mean, I used to have a therapist who would say, oh, well, catch the thought and then reframe it. And I, and I used to respond like, well, if they're coming too fast for me to catch it, like I'm going to need a different strategy, (laughs) you know, which is where affirmations come in because we're so on autopilot and they do come really fast sometimes. Like you said, like when you're looking in the mirror that those affirmations and being able to say mantras and different things like that kind of, you know, catch it before it, before it goes a little crazy. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) Well, tell people where they can find you, you know, any promotions you have going on, anything like that, because I think you're, what you're offering the world is really valuable and people need to know. Uh, you can find me on any social media platform. I'm on Facebook. I have a uh, business page on Facebook. You can find me at lizalomax.com. I'm on LinkedIn, uh, Instagram, Twitter, all the social media, all the things, all the things, all the things. Yes. You know, and and if anything that I said, you know, really resonates with you, I always offer a free session. Um, Go to talkwithaliza.com to book that free session. And in that session, we basically just, we talk about where you're at, you know, where you want to be, where you want to get to, what is it that you're, you really want to focus on? You know, we, we chart the map to get there. We, you know, we handle a lot of things that, that you might have have even known about yourself. We talk about in that, you know, so you get very vulnerable, you get very, you know, very open and honest. I'm a very transparent person. I'm very open. I'm very honest. I'm like, like I'm like, see is what you get. Yeah. Right. No bullshit. I'm just like straight to the point. It's like, let's, you know, let's do this. And so, you know, I ask you a series of questions and we get very, very down and um, very vulnerable. And, you know, you might've learned, you know, if, if we, you know, I always want to make sure it's a match. I always want to make sure. Of I, course, I like of course. Because you don't people. Want to anybody who's not a good match for you either. It's good right. street. Right, yeah. right. So if it's a match for them, it's a match for me, you know, then I talk about working further together, you know, what that looks like and what that entails, you right. know, and if, if not, then you might walk, you could walk away with things that you never thought exactly. you knew about yourself that exactly. you can then start doing the work if you want to do that on your own. But I, yeah. I just, I don't, how many times I can stress this is you really need a coach to get you through these yes. things. If you've been dealing with these things for like 20, 30, 40, 50 years and nothing's working for you, then 
you got to seek outside you gotta, help. You need you help. Can't do it anymore. You need help. You got to call in the reserves on that. I mean, it's just, <laughs> yes. Who are you going to call? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love it. No, but yeah. I couldn't agree more. And plus, like, I think I like how that you explained what your free session is about because I think sometimes with coaches, people are like, oh, it's just a sales pitch. And I'm very similar where it's like, no, it's not. Like, no. either way, you're leaving with some sort of value. Yes. It may Most be, definitely. you know, an offer to work together or a resource that will help you on the other side of that. But either way, you're, you're leaving with something you didn't have prior. So I like that you explained it that way. So thank you. Um, And guys who are in the surviving entrepreneurship community, if one, if you're not in there, you should be because we give away all sorts of things and I will be dropping the link to schedule a session with Liza, which you should definitely take advantage of if you have a chance because she's fantastic. So (laughs) thank you. And thank you again for being here. I love you. I could talk to you forever. Yes. Um, And she's exactly spot on folks. You know, she is what she says she is and she's, you know, she's for you if you need to kind of start in this journey. So thank you, Liza, for being here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, guys, I think one thing that we can agree on, anybody who's listening to this, is that the last few months through COVID have been kind of something that we never, ever in a million years would have thought would happen in our lifetime. So that being said, that requires a completely different set of coping skills, guys. You know, maybe your old ones aren't working. Maybe they're just not accessible anymore. Maybe you're just not feeling like you're stepping into the best version of yourself. So if that resonates with you, reach out to me, reach out to Liza, reach out to a friend, you know, anything, being remember that you are in control of, you know, what your choices are during this period, no matter how crazy it gets, you can always choose how to show up in this world for yourself, for your family, and for your business. And on the next episode, I am really happy to welcome the delightful Beck Carnahan back on the show. You may remember her. She was a launch partner for me when I first launched the the podcast, but you know what guys? she's going to hear for a longer conversation. Thank goodness, because she's brilliant. She's worked for Harvard. She's a career coach. She's about to be a published children's author. She's just an incredible human being and you will not want to miss it. And as always, if you love this podcast, please don't forget to subscribe, download, rate, and review, and you know, tell a friend because who couldn't use a little more resilience in their life, right guys? See you later. 